Hello, my friends. Welcome back. It is the return of the long-awaited Lifehack series. Sit back and enjoy as we run through our favorite tools, apps, websites, strategies, resources, and more for a productive and efficient life with Johnny and Yusuf from propanefitness.com. So today, expect to learn how to properly use yeast, why being cold when you sleep is great, Yusuf's best suggestion for how to use your spare time, how to hide tags on Instagram stories, whether a personal sauna is any good, why my toilet has hot water in it, and many, many, many more. Obviously, if you have any life hacks that you think that we need to add to our lives, feel free to get at me at chriswillx on all social media. Just drop me a DM, and if it is any good, I might try it. And if it's bad, then um, absolutely, definitely not going to try it. This episode is brought to you by Crafted London. Finding men's jewellery that doesn't suck is very difficult, and Crafted London have nailed it. They are the number one men's jewellery company worldwide. They're sweatproof, waterproof, heatproof, and gym-proof. They've got custom designs in gold and silver, necklaces, chains, pendants, bracelets, rings, and earrings. If you've seen me on any of the big cinema episodes on YouTube wearing a necklace, it will always be from Crafted. I absolutely love it. It works with formal wear, casual wear, whether it's daytime or nighttime. All of the pieces are super high quality. The designs are great, and uh, I love them. That's It's all I wear. Also, they have an unlimited lifetime guarantee so if your piece breaks for any reason at any point during the entire life of the product they will give you a new one for free get a 15 percent discount site-wide on everything by going to bit.ly slash cd wisdom and using the code mw15 at checkout that's bit.ly slash letter c letter d wisdom and mw15 at checkout Tell me if this sounds familiar. Your business gets to a certain size and the cracks start to emerge. Things that you used to do in a day are taking a week. You're drowning so much, you've now promoted your dog from company mascot to customer service representative. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, that is the 25th year anniversary of NetSuite. 25 years of helping businesses to do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system. With one source of truth, manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com modern. That's netsuite.com modern to get your own KPI checklist today. If you want more focus in your life, or if you find yourself dealing with an energy slump in the middle of the day where you just don't have the motivation to stay productive, fear not, because I do too which is why I spent more than a year creating the world's first productivity energy drink, Newtonic. Honestly, I'm so proud of this. I was involved in the design stage from the very beginning, and we made sure to only include the most heavily researched and evidence-based ingredients in the world at efficacious doses to create the most potent fuel for your focus ever made. It uses a science-backed formula of nootropic ingredients, including Cognizant for focus, Panax Ginseng to reduce distractions, and L-theanine to remove any jitters and keep you feeling great. We've got thousands of five-star reviews, and you can see exactly why by trying it for yourself right now with free next-day delivery on Amazon Prime in the UK 
and the USA. Simply head to newtonic.com slash modernwisdom. That's N-E-U-T-O-N-I-C dot com slash modernwisdom. But for now, it's time for Life Hacks with Johnny and Yusuf. Life hack, man. What else are you going to be excited about? I'm amped for the life hacks, yeah. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. It's been a while since we spoke. I've just realised, in the background of Johnny is, I think, a John Lewis banana stand. Well, it looks very similar to one. Like a very fancy thing to hold your bananas with. It's a light. Is it? To keep it away from the other fruit, because bananas produce a gas that makes other fruit ripen prematurely yeah i got a new freeze bananas you know that do you know what happens i learned i learned that from trying to freeze bananas they just like they you think like i'll freeze banana and then i'll like add it to my smoothie or whatever and then you take it out until they're all bruised and really yeah they're very sensitive souls aren't they bananas they are (laughs) like the problem the problem friend of a of the fruit family, aren't they? Like, <laughs> they are. Just and then they infect. They kind of infect everyone else as well, and they speed up. They speed up their uh, aging. Uh, so yes, welcome back, Life Hacks. If you are not familiar with the Life Hacks series, we go through a roundtable, each giving a tool, app, process, food, any other t- particular type of strategy we've found for a productive and efficient life, and then we riff on how good or bad they are. So, Johnny. What have you got for us today? Of course. Of course, a hot potato for you. What have you got for us? Okay. So, this is actually one that I borrowed from uh, a guy who's been coaching me, um, which is nutritional yeast. <laughs> Great reaction. Um, putting, <laughs> I'm just so I'm so curious about what so it is. Putting nutritional yeast on eggs specifically. Okay. So nutritional yeast is like very nutrient dense. So it can apparently this is lifted from the internet contains all nine essential amino acids, um, B vitamins, trace minerals, zinc, selenium, manganese all that good stuff. And it just tastes, makes eggs taste just a little bit cheesy. Okay. So it's a really easy way when you, if you're having eggs, just a little sprinkle. Is it powder? It's a powder. Yeah. Well, it's flakes. Ah, uh, see, I've got yeast as capsules, similar yeah. reasons. Like, is, the, it, is it nutritional yeast? Brewer's yeast. Yeah. So I think that's different. Is it? I think so. I mean, I, I don't know my yeast very well, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, neither did I. Welcome back I, to Yeast Hour here on Modern Wisdom. <laughs> yeast when 101. I, I thought when I say yeast, someone's going to say, well, why would you take yeast? So I thought, well, I better have something to say there. Absolutely. Did so a Google. But I think they're different. But it's just a way of like, you know, I suppose that is the definition of a life hack, right? Just a little, some little you can do that just gets mm. slightly well, more out It makes of, your eggs and, taste better, cognitive performance Links to testosterone, gut microbiome, like a lot of good pretty stuff good. with, with pretty, yeast. Pretty good. How yeah. long have you been using it, Johnny? Um, three months. Yeah. Mm. It's just like, 
so I, I, you get it and it comes in this really sort of you know if you imagine like opening your grandparents kitchen cupboard and some of the things you some of the, like the jars and tubs it looks like something that would fit in in that sort of setting okay and it, you like smell it and it smells a bit mean you add it to eggs tastes great nice so there you go there we go. Oh, yeast. Like I wasn't that. I was not expecting that of all of the different things that we've gone through. <laughs> I did not expect yeast to be the first one. Uh Yusuf, what you got? iOS 14 has just come out. And for people who well, for you guys, I'm not sure if you're aware actually, but um I split my life hack suggestions into <laughs> physical and digital. So I don't know why why haven't you just said that from the beginning? I should then... have really specified. Yeah. <laughs> so iOS 14 has a new feature called Backtap where you can set functions where if you tap on the back of the screen, it does a certain thing. Hang so on, if I go on. Is that Johnny Johnny, is that a dog? Poodle hand over, yeah. Poodle okay. hand over. Um, you tap on Poodle the back hand over of, alert. Back of so, the screen. So if I do this. Just narrate what uh, you're doing for people that are listening. So I'm opening a, let's say, back tap life hacks. I've written that as a note. Yeah. And then if I tap three times on the back of the phone. Back tap life hack. Wow. So it reads out what you're saying if you tap three times on the back. It reads out the screen. Or if you tap twice on the back. For me, it opens tick tick and plans my day. That's pretty cool. So hold on, just just to clarify, do you have to? Is the is is writing the word back tap in that sentence relevant, or is that just an example? <laughs> no, that was just an example. So if you have the books app open and you want it to read to you while you have a poo or something, just tap three times on the back, put it over on the sink. So I'm guessing that this is the same as with AirPods. You can custom set either two taps or three taps to do one of a number of different items. Do you know what else there is other than open an app and plan your day? Or... Uh, yeah, so, so anything that Siri does, you can you can even use it to pay someone, but I wouldn't do that because then you could end up like... <laughs> well, my I think most people's, like, if you double tap your lock screen, my cards and my wallet comes up. I think that's for most people. Mm. I really like how iPhone are making something that has very few buttons super versatile, like... How yeah. can we like really squeeze the lemon of all these like haptic sensors and things to just have as many controls as possible? It's cool that they've done allowing tapping on the back of the screen. Well, back of the phone. It's good. What would you have you know, on it, Johnny? What would you use? Well, so I actually have a life hack related to the new iOS. So I'll, have I'll you say, updated? I have it. Is it is it slim beta or is it in full? Yeah, I think it's full. Full, full chat load now. Is it? Like that is my home screen. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I um, I haven't done it yet. I should, I should update. I thought, I thought you did. I thought you sent a a screenshot of like a. That was a friend, Nick, who turned uh, his entire phone in black uh, and grayscale. Yeah, no, that was a. That, that guy made a hundred k in a few days from selling those icon packs. Really, bloody hell. He, he was just ready, positioned, had these little icons, and as soon as iPhone launched it, he was like, boom. Up you go. Just quickly, Yusuf, where do you change these settings? Just in? in I think settings. if you go to settings and you search back tap. Right. What would you have yours set as, Johnny? Or what are you thinking for your two and your three? Uh, so one would be capture. 
because that's the, I think that's all when I like need to get something open on my phone it's almost always like quickly it's almost always that so don't forget it so, so what will that be will that be like add a new entry to OmniFocus yeah exactly yeah oh yeah so you, you, that would be perfect add a new entry you can do it to like open calendar in three day view or day planning mode resume a podcast or whatever on sleep timer um how often, think, you, how often are you going to sleep that you need to resume the podcast on sleep time? That's a, geez, only, I use sleep timer quite a lot now. It's great. Why? Because you're going to sleep. or just if, if there's something you want to listen to as you go to sleep, you can say, turn off after 10 minutes. Right, Depending yeah, but on that how tired that, you are, you estimate. I, I don't know whether you can say that you use that quite a lot because you're not using it at max any more than once a day that's true it's capped isn't it i, I don't i don't go to sleep more than once a day <laughs> sometimes i just go to sleep three times a day so i get to use the sleep timer <laughs> but you're using it maybe seven times a week let's say yeah but you're right if, if you, when you're so excited about a feature that you're like altering your diurnal pattern <laughs> so that you can use it more <laughs> That's when you know Apple have like knocked yeah, it out the back. Really got, got you. you. Uh, okay, so Chris. mine, my my first one, one that I've been meaning to talk about for a while, which is how to hide a tag on Instagram stories. So you may have seen people do this before that um, you can write up, everyone will know you can tag other users on your Instagram stories. That permits that user to repost the story or it just alerts them that they've been tagged in it. But a lot of the time, especially if you're trying to get another call to action out, like a swipe up or a DM me or an access poll, people, the open loop of, ooh, that's a new person, just distracts people from what you're trying to get them to do. So I guess it stems from a principle that I've relied on a lot with trying to drive traffic from my Instagram, which is to only have one clickable or actionable thing per story. So if you are doing something that involves trying to get people to swipe up and it's got other users in it, feel free to tag them, but get it off the screen. And the way to do that is to write out the tags. And then if you press on the text with one finger, and then you can swipe to make it smaller, everyone will know how to do that. But if you move that first finger across to the edge of the screen and just keep making the text smaller, because the return curve's exponential, eventually it just flies off the edge of the screen. So it's no longer visible. It's no longer clickable but it retains the tag, it still does the notification, it still allows the other person to repost. And you can actually get away with doing, I think you can max out on 10 tags. I don't tend to like spam tag on stories, but let's say um, this week an episode with Ryan Holiday went up. So that's Ryan Holiday, Daily Stoic, uh, Penguin, Random House, uh, Profile Books, Portfolio Books, uh, Modern Wisdom Life, and blah, 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 blah. I can do all of that, throw it across onto the far side and just have one swipe up they'll all get a notification which might encourage them to repost or at least say, hey, I'm doing some work over here um, and the user or the, the viewer is not going to be distracted uh, from that. It's like everyone nice. should use it. One call to action per story. So if you are going to tag someone and you want them to click on the profile, just have that centrally. Yeah, for sure, especially if you're going to try and drive traffic to someone as like a, um, I recently do a photo shoot with Dean and I want to drive some traffic to Dean because thank you for the photo shoot. Like new, new shot from at, Dean Hindmarch, whatever it might be. So is that when, because we'll sometimes get tagged in something where, you know, it's like someone offering new Instagram subscribers or something and that there's like loads of tags in the image. Is that what they're doing? Image or story? Story. 
Yes. Right. Um, or, I mean, you could go through the like the classic year 11 need to get my word count up <clears throat> hack of writing loads of text in and then turning the text the same color as the screen. You know, like turning all of the text white. So then when you run the word count, it actually says like two and a half thousand words. So you it's could go for year 11. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Well, I, w- I went to Stockton and Grangefield six form mate. So we the- learn how to circumvent all the rules in yeah, the most all the like- black hat tactics. Yeah. When half the girls it's in your simple. class are pregnant, you grow up fast. <laughs> Is that going to make it into the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Okay. So nutritional yeast, iOS fourteen back tap, and hide tag on Instagram stories. Can we also just as a footnote to iOS fourteen say, do not. I repeat, do not upgrade your iOS until it is fully released. And even then, my advice would be to wait at least two weeks after release. So this has happened to me before where you have tried to enroll me in the SCOBY pyramid scheme. Where he <laughs> the the multi-level marketing that is. <laughs> the MLM. So Yusuf's on the beta. <laughs> so many funny stories attached to that. Right, you're on the beta scheme for like iOS for Mac. And the new, like whatever it is, Mac, <laughs> Mac OS. I was, yeah. And I've I've learned the lesson that Chris had just mentioned there, the hard way. Because I think everyone's like, oh, don't use beta on your primary device. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm excited about it. But <laughs> the beta, like, it, it's really unstable. Like, to the point where <laughs> you can't use your space bar because it just crashes the computer, just turns it off. So, Didn't you have to Mac, adapt your typing I, for a very long time? I had to just keep space on the clipboard and just do control V every time I wanted to space. But then that becomes muscle memory. And then when you update to the proper one, you end up just pasting random characters. <laughs> so that was, that was Mac OS, not iOS. I've, I've done iOS beta as well. And it's, but if you want to use your phone less and you want a really buggy phone that crashes all the time, be my guest, Operate get the early. iOS 15 beta. Or just get an Android. Yeah, you'll never be able to use it. (laughs) Take them just think, you know what, it's not worth it. Piece of shit. Right, Johnny, what you got? Uh, So mine's also related to the new iOS, which is, so everyone's probably seen the shortcuts thing that appeared on iOS, like probably the last update. Yusuf knows what I mean. You know what I mean? No, so you like, can have shortcuts on your home screen to say, like, pay a specific person or play a specific audiobook or whatever. Perform a specific set of actions. Like okay. A, okay. So I now have my home screen as, like, a couple of shortcuts. So one is turn on low power mode. Just a single button, turn on low power mode. Uh, today's forecast in OmniFocus, capture um, something in OmniFocus, or call Becca. Those are, like, the... So like I sat and really thought about this. I was like, what are the things that when I pick up my phone, I normally am about to do and then end up on Reddit or Instagram for 20 minutes? I was like, well, it's probably those like those key things. So those are the key things on the on the homepage. And then beneath that is just screen time. So it's just like, here's what you came to do. Don't be a dick. Here's how much of an arsehole you are. <laughs> and then... Uh, the second screen is is apps that have a a specific like benefit, and then everything else is just in the app library. So you won't have seen this, Chris, but all apps are now just put in the the library. So you have to search for something if you want it to be 
you want to actually find it. Mm. I love your idea of having screen time on the on the homepage, just okay. a constant guilting reminder. Mm. But the shortcuts things, like you can really get into it, can't you? There's a lot of stuff you can do. With, like I've I've gone very very basic, like the pre-made ones from the, the specific apps, but you can design your own essentially. That's good. I haven't even seen. I don't know where I've been. I just feel like this whole iOS 14's passed me by. When did it get released? How long ago? Like a week or two ago. Normally, Yusuf asks me within like three to four hours whether I've uh, upgraded Update. to it or not. Because yeah. so... that's me being patient. I'm like, I'll, I'll give him a, I'll give him I'll a couple of hours. Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> I think I had to actually go and and start the update though. Like you know, normally you get a notification saying your phone will update between. 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. Mine didn't do it for this. Yeah, mine neither. I'm, I'm actually, I've just done it there. I've set it away downloading. How long is this going oh, man, to be? It's, it's brilliant. I think it's one of the best OS upgrades they've done recently. Just that, oh. just customization. Yeah. Because like suddenly you can turn your phone into something that you would prefer it to be rather than just, I can't move iMessage. So I'm, I'm anticipating all the Android users commenting on this uh, podcast. Being we've, like, had oh, able to, yeah. we've had those uh, widgets since 2014. Yeah, but like I don't cool want to bro. use an Android. It's awful. It's uh, like, pet, pet, you know, like people who ride bikes being all smug when petrol prices go up. It's like, yeah, but you can only cycle as fast as you can cycle because I've got an engine. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Seth, what you got? Having a default fallback activity. So, you know, when there's moments in the day where you're just on standby mode and you're just like... Idly. <laughs> in a holding so, pattern. Yeah, just in a holding pattern. And the amount of time that you're just on that standby mode, like some people use it to scroll their phone, some people stare at the wall. Um, if you have a default one, then you you've instantly like overcome resistance to things that you normally would never get done. So my fallback activity for this month is clearing my like messy downloads folder. You know, like all the stuff that just gets bunged in there and it's like, it's from four years ago, it's not relevant. Or like photos on your phone that you've taken from holiday and you haven't sorted yet. You could do it with reading, do it with meditating. Um, meditating is a bit of a hard one because it's quite a like resource intensive activity. You want something that's like, low effort like clearing a folder or tidying a, a a wardrobe or something that's just like a big project that you can just chip away at in those dead moments i thought you were going to say handstands oh handstands would be great as well but you do you you spontaneously that's... invert all the time yeah i suppose actually yeah it's just an unconscious one like if the kettle's boiling or whatever i'll just be like just hold a handstand for yeah, as long as it takes to boil the kettle and try not to fall onto the kettle Oh, disaster. <laughs> yeah, you did it. There's been a couple of times where you've done it with like, all of us will have our laptops out on the floor around you. There'll like, yeah. happen to be a bunch of mouse traps in the corner, and there's a, a s- slowly counting down atomic bomb over the far side. And whoop! <laughs> if you can do it when the stakes are that high, though. Piece of piss. I really yeah. like that. I really like yeah, that like- fall, fallback activity thing, man. Like, have you got any other ideas on like what? What else you could? So I think reading, like having a Kindle on you at all times. This is um, Tim Ferriss's one of Tim Ferriss's number one hacks, and Ryan Holiday's as well for increasing your reading is to have something to read with you at all times. Like you can't read what isn't there, obviously, and a Kindle makes it more convenient for that. Um, so just having it on your desk 
and opening it up. You know, you could chip away and probably fit another book in a month just in spare time. Um, now, it would have to be something like the Almanac of Naval Ravikant, which you could pick up and put down, something like The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Again, like short, perhaps more aphoristic stuff or just fiction that you're not really that asked about, like linking all of the key concepts together. Um, but that would be great. I was just thinking about how much uh, buffering time I have to let like just sit and yeah, and wait um like exporting exporting audio files for this show it's like a two minute job to get it out of garage band a two minute job to master it a two minute job to upload it and in each of those i just immediately default to the path of least resistance and the most sort of convenient immediately gratifying thing which tends to be ah, oh, i'll send a tweet or i'll go on youtube i'll do this thing and that two minutes expands out into five or ten, and then I got to go back, and then it's another two, five or ten, and then another two, and I'm like fucking half an hour to do a six oh, minute job. So so dangerous. So actually, like we already all have fallback behaviors, but when we're not conscious about them, like yeah, for for me, if it's like checking a uh, inbox or messages or something, and then yeah, you're just suddenly down the rabbit hole. What would I you- think that might be the best life hack you've ever? Given. I think that I think that really could be. So what would you? Let's try and think of a way that we can trigger it a little bit more for people. Like, is it as you check your so, phone, as you notice that you're doing something, put it down and go to something else? Because you need the so impetus, I, right? Sorry. I thought, I thought you'd stop. <laughs> I wasn't just trying to, like, pull those. No, no, no. Tell me. So the Yusuf thing about checking inboxes, that, that's definitely my, um, like, if I've got, if there's, like, a gap in something... Um, like specifically email. I'm terrible with email. I have no control over email. Email has it, full control over me. But it, it's totally like mindless. Like I'm like, oh, check if I haven't got an email in the last 34 seconds. You're like, yeah. why is that a helpful pattern? So I suppose. So what I've done on my Mac is I just have cold turkey. Just emails just blocked 100 percent of the time. And then cold the most turkey of, is great. It just knocks it out of your hand. <laughs> well, so it just no. has a notification in the top right, just going. Ah, ah. I remember. But then it's it started tracking how many times it blocks an app on a day, and it's honestly it's embarrassing. How many times does it block you trying it's to like access your 30, own email? Thirty to forty times the first time I turned it on. Oh. Think, just really think about that. Like that, <laughs> how long had I been allowed to do what I wanted to do there? How long I would have spent on email? Presuming it was at, at least two minutes per time. Minimum. What? What I love about it is that it quits it before it even has a chance to open. It's like you go and reach your hand up to the pizza box and it just. <laughs> but so if you have, if you find, so as Yusuf says, like everyone already has that, right? Like whether it's on your phone or on your laptop or any device. So if you find what the thing is, try and block it. And then when you go to do that, that's, that's the reminder. So why, when you go to open the app. Why do you, why would you sit around buffering waiting on your email inbox? Why would that be a, a time for a fallback activity for you, Johnny? So it would be like if I'm uploading something or Siri's going again. It's always when I'm speaking to you guys that Siri activates. Just wants to be a part of the show, man. So weird. Um, it, like Even things like if there's a, a loading time on the thing I'm doing or if I, like, so screen flow is a big one. Um, if I'm, like, waiting for something to export or upload even if it's like four or five minutes. I know that's probably not what you're referring to. Like no, no, no. I, that's, 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 that's what I mean. I'm just trying to work out 
sort of why or where people are going to be able to find these moments, but it definitely identifies the fact that our threshold for boredom has been lowered by so much that mm. even a 30-second wait is unbearable. It, and that's, that's so recent. Like, I remember when we were teenagers and you'd have to, like, go to take something to the post office for your mum or whatever, and you'd be standing in the queue and you would just be, like, staring at the checkout for 25 minutes while Doris picks out her pennies and um, gets the gets the travel money transferred and all that. And it was just fine. Yeah. Being on the bus, man. Like taking a bus when you were a kid. It's so it's what's even more bizarre is that there are people listening to this show right now who are so young that they've never grown up without technology and literally don't know that there was a world only ten years ago that wasn't like this. People would go to a cafe and just drink a coffee. <laughs> just sit there. Like, like, like a psychopath. Like a, yeah, that's it. Now people are like, oh, he's a psychopath. Absolute lunatic. The thing that's weird for me is thinking that probably like 99, maybe not quite that, I think there was one year of school life where Facebook existed. Yeah. It was the first year that I went to uni. It was 2006, and you needed right. to have a university email address. To get on it. So I was slightly after that. So I think it was 2007 for me when I set up my profile, which was my final year of school. And like, it was such early adoption that, you know, like you were tagged in a photo and it's like, bro, brilliant. You know, Exciting. What a, you know, how novel this is. Whereas now, like if you look at people's screen time on just those devices, especially people of that age and how long they've spent on those devices by the time they're, but I, I mean, what this is. We're going, um, we're going, we're going yeah, down. down the, but so the, like another sign of that, I think, especially when you're trying to work, if that keeps happening, if you keep like defaulting back to your default activity, it's probably a sign to just like take take ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Some, you know, like it's it's your mind just resisting the thing that you're doing. I love that man. I've I never think... really thought about that before though, Yusuf. That's a like everyone just has this like mm -hmm. thing they consistently do. It's usually pointless. It's so insidious because we we don't think about it and it just sneaks up. But it's more yeah. like it's more like your um, baseline activity it's just what you do when you're not doing another thing <laughs> which used to be existing but now is <laughs> TikTok or fucking people that are like pathologically addicted to doing Sudoku or whatever wow it, it's, it's, it's a downgrade isn't it you, you say it used to be existing and now it's something that's I think worse than existing I agree uh, mine, my next one which I totally forgot and didn't even write down totally links in with yours which is Never take your phone to the toilet. There we go. Really easy way to just reduce your screen time and an even better thing to do, which is you guys have been in my house, you'll know this. All of the bathrooms that you've got in your house just have, I've, have I've some plumbed into hot water. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, uh, on, the, the water that comes through Chris's <laughs> toilet is piping hot. It's kettle hot, isn't it? Well, the people, the people that built the extension on the side of my house previously got the cold and hot water plumbed wrong into the toilet which means that when you flush it boiling hot water comes through the toilet which means that it's the cleanest toilet i've ever seen obviously it's true but it's also the most expensive toilet because it triggers the boiler every time that you flush um, but yeah the the best hack for that have a couple of books 
like again easy pick me up he put downy type things or do whatever but if you have a a couple of areas and this expands out into a wider strategy about having no phone zones within your house so i have a strict now trying to make it stricter no phones in the bedroom rule so if i want to use my phone i have to go in the kitchen to use it there is nothing unless you're windows and android in which case like sorry but there is really nothing that you can do on your phone that you can't do on your computer. Instagram, you can do even just through the web app, Instagram.com. You can go on your direct messages through there. You can do most of the things you need to. WhatsApp, web, iMessage, email, Twitter for desktop, uh, Messenger.com for Facebook. You, know, you can do all of the shit so that you true. do on your phone without any of the compulsive binging and bonging and the terrible posture that you get from it. Um, so yeah, like no go zones for your phone and specifically the easiest one for that to start with is just leave the phone wherever you are when you go to the bathroom, because it turns a two minute movement into a 10 minute phone hole scroll. And you've, you've created like a better alternative in your toilet. Like you've got lots of kind of dippy in books, like easy books to just, yeah, dip in the hot water. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Johnny, what you got? Um, just something just quickly just attached to that someone that I was speaking to recently said they only allow themselves to check social media for five minutes after a meal so he knows that it's only going to happen three to four times a day and he has a like that's just his habit so like the rule is if I've not just eaten I'm not allowed on social media hard thing to stick to can you see how that might end up being a perverse incentive there (laughs) yeah you can always rig the game can't you like then you just never use your bedroom to sleep you or never sleep. go to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> What's the guy called uh, Stephen Covey? Is it the one who wrote Freakonomics? Yeah. He was trying to train his daughter to use the potty, and he was like, "I'll create an incentive, which is you get an M and M, a peanut M M&M and M every time you use the potty properly." I mean, Johnny would hate that, but um, kill me. This would, and, and so she, she got really good at it really quickly, but he said she ended up getting so good that she would go over, do like a drop of wheat, and then come back and be like, and it's like, ah, oh, damn. So do, dogs do stuff like this. That's, I, you observe that behavior in dogs constantly, where like if you treat them as a reward, they figure out like the Game minimum the activity to require the treat. Clever. Very clever. Dick. Conniving. Conniving little things. Johnny. Um, so Blobson, B L O B, Jonathan. <laughs> this is quite a new one for me, um, but it's the chili pad. Did you buy one? I did. Shit, the bed. Have you forced Becca to use it? Uh, so there was like a long, very serious conversation about whether we were going to buy the double or the single, and I bought the single. But she ge- she generally doesn't get too hot in, in like generally i'm hot at night <laughs> and generally she isn't she's the opposite which obviously creates a mismatch um but basically for anyone who doesn't know what that is it is a water-cooled mattress topper so there's a unit that sits to the side of your bed um which you pour water in it cools the water and then pumps the water through little pipes in the mattress and you can set the temperature and the theory is it makes you sleep deeper and obviously, like, if you feel hot, wake up hot at night, it, it solves that problem. Um, so far, noticeable improvement, which is cool. Based on 
just anecdotal, I feel more rested based on HRV and some stats like from your tra- app? Tracked sleep data, yeah. So um, it hasn't changed um, REM at all. It hasn't changed wake-up times at all, but it has like bumped my deep sleep up by like 30%. What about time to sleep, the latency? Has it improved that? I mean, my, my latency is ridiculous. It's like three minutes. Really? So, yeah. Like I am, I get into bed and I am out. That's such a classic big guy thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> that everyone over six foot and 90 kilos is able to fall asleep. Yeah, able to fall asleep supported by their own weight. And they don't, the head doesn't drop either. They're just like that. Because they've got yeah, just, it's just standby. Just, just big. immediate standby mode. Yeah. But um, it's cool. Like, it's expensive. They're like 450 quid. For a single. For a single. What's the um, difference between, or what, what do they claim the difference is between using a thin weighted blanket and having a cooling thing underneath you? A thin weighted blanket. So, because presumably you still have a quilt, but that's more for the pressure sensation than the the heat. Well, no, it's it's to keep. Uh, to I don't know from losing too much heat. So you're saying why not just use a thinner mattress? Dispense thinner, dispense with the quilt. duvet rather than pay for the. Yeah, I mean, question one would be why why not do that? But then the answer usually is I want some kind of pressure sensation, like we're adapted to have pressure on us when we sleep. Um, so then the next solution is, well, have something that's weighted, but thin. Yeah. So I think, I think the, the problem you're solving there is, is separate. So this is most people who don't have an air conditioning unit can't achieve the temperature that the chili pad creates in their bedroom. So like, even with window open, you probably would find that the room was warmer, especially if there's like two people sleeping in the room. You probably find the room is warmer than the temperature you ended up sleeping at. What temperature have you gone for? It's like 16 degrees. That's cold. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so I, w- I have woken up one time and then that's when you realize like 3 a.m. You're like, fucking hell, I, I, I am cold here. Like to the point where I'm, I'm maybe going to have to turn it off. But if you get back to sleep again, it is just like, you're just like out. Have you, um, <laughs> can you feel the, the, pipes at all obviously people might think i have a really nice bed i don't want to interact with the way that it feels when i lie down so some people complain that you can i can't personally like they're very they're very very small um it's like the princess and the pea thing isn't it like i suppose it's how how sensitive you are to what you're lying on but i i can't feel it personally and i think Um, if you can just gain a few kilos of muscle and yeah. <laughs> Propinfitness.com slash calculator. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> Great can, you work, not, can you not get the chili pad double and then only turn one half of it on? Is that not one of the settings that they have? You can, yeah. But so the, Becca, the, Becca's the, argument was, I'm never going to need my side, therefore why waste the money on my side? I think she thought, like, it's expensive. It's a problem I don't feel like I have, yeah. so I'm not just going to spend the money for the sake of it. Yeah. What about having two single duvets so she has a thick one and you have a thin one seth please i think scandinavian style (laughs) so what 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 your method so your method's great for like my room is my room is the right temperature but the the blanket is causing me to be too hot so remove the blanket or or get a thin blanket that creates the same feeling of being right okay but that unless your room is cold enough which may maybe it is but i think most people it isn't then You'd mm-hmm. need like a cooling device. So option one is an air conditioning unit, which are incredibly expensive. 
Option two is a local air conditioning unit, which is a bed jet that plugs in the bottom of your bed. Option three is a chili pad. Nice. I, I think also the, the regulating aspect of it is quite useful because I like my room hot at night, freezing by 1 a.m. until 6 a.m. And then it gets hot again just because of the way the windows are and so on. So having something to normalize it would be good. So I suppose the way you normalize it is by you need a black, you need a duvet on and then you set the temperature that you are in the duvet. And it, nice. the theory is, is it takes the like, obviously one of the feelings that probably we've all had is you wake up and like your mattress feels hot. You know, you get into a bed and it like the, the pillow is cold and the mattress is cold. It's quite a nice feeling. So it takes the, obviously you're heating the water in the chili pad, which is then taken back into the unit and then cooled and then circulated back in again. So you, you, you do find that like you don't feel like you change it's quite a weird thing to describe but like the bed always feels like you've just got into it do you need to change the water every night no how often like once every four weeks okay yeah that's 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 a nice low level of friction it's like a bit annoying it's like oh here we go it's this there's that time of the month again where i need to empty my chili pad but it's charging the electric toothbrush isn't it it's something that you use every single day it's a good advantage to you like me paid a ton for it so you might as well yeah, you got to maintain it. It also makes like a white noise sound, not by design, like or by design, as in the noise of the fan just creates a nice like that sort of thing. Good impression. Good, Sconey, you. What you got? Oh, actually, Sorry. do you want to tell us what the Sconey twenty twenty? Can we interlude to the the problem that you had this year? I, th- I think we can. It's like it's actually not a problem that I've had, but I thought it's the most Sconey twenty twenty thing that you'll have ever heard what's the before we start what's the elevator pitch just the architecture of a scoby problem i think it's it's a in fact i think you guys will be able to define this better than i can so it's wanting to avoid financial outlay or inconvenience like to rock the boat for other people so looking for a slightly off the beaten beaten track strategy to achieve that and in doing so creating a larger financial outlay in the long term or more rocking of the boat I think it's, yeah, it's maybe even wider than that, which is like trying to optimize something and creating a self-created problem. There's a couple of okay, limbs yeah. added onto the Sconey problem, which include um, FOMO and novelty, and they're the compounders, so they're the yeah. multipliers. So if software, there is... terrible. Yeah. I'm such a sucker for novel software. So, so you, like everyone, you end up, everyone you has end a up like... friend that's like this. It's fucking awful when you do that on a show, and you're like, no, no you go, no, you go. Um uh, it's everyone's got a friend who's like this who's like they'll decide to go 50% of the way there to a complete solution to their problem in an effort to try and save 90% of the cost but end up causing 10 times the problem like giving it to your mate Baz Baz can MOT it I don't need to go to quick fit then the car breaks down as you're on your way to Manchester yeah and then <laughs> but you've not got cover yeah, you didn't get cover. Lloyd's premium platinum account. Yeah, no, because the Ye- the Yemeni bank that you bank with um, via Starling through the Monzo uh, server has decided that they're going to close all of the uh, all of the call centers. Oh, God. Or even if you... iPhone screen to Timpsons to get repaired, they do it on the cheap. Then you take your phone to Apple and it breaks again and then Apple say the warranty's yes, invalid. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Now you need a new iPhone. That's, that's perfect. So <laughs> the... What it is, is that my brother called me the other day <clears throat> and said, Yusuf, 
credit card is a scam. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, there's no such, you you never signed a contract for a credit card. You just signed an application. So when they send you their invoice, it's not an invoice, it's a statement and you don't have to pay them at all. I'm going to send you these letters that my friends dug out of the archives as like the, the loopholes for credit cards. And what you can do, and this is what I'm doing right now, as in what he's doing, I'm, I'm no. not doing it, uh, is you can trademark your name in capital letters so that when people use, when they try and invoice you, you can charge them uh, or you can find them for using your trademark. What's the outcome of this situation been? To, I, well, he's he's just starting with it, and obviously I've been. Oh, like, we're mid we're mid Scobie problem here. Yeah, he set up a trading account as well, and I've advised him like, look, because he's, he's he's like, oh, but you got to risk big to win big. I'm like, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> the guy with the gambling problem. This is not how it. This is not how it works. <laughs> so is he trying to just never pay his credit card? Is that the is that the outcome? I think he's. He's just in a perma loop of like, how can I find that? I mean, yeah, how can I find a way out of this? Do you think that the Scoby the Scoby architecture might be genetic? I think so. I've I've got the most of a handle on it out of all of my family. Yeah, which is which is absolutely <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Actually, except for your mum, your mum is so anti Scoby problem. She's analog. Yeah, I mean, all mums are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think she sees. She sees right through it. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I get the impression that you'd present her with the, the SCOBY strategy that would create the SCOBY problem, and she'd say, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, yeah all, all mums are just like, look, just I'll go and buy the can of Dulux paint and I'll paint it myself. Like, yeah. just... I don't think my mum would do that. My mum would, would go to Billingham Town Centre to the, bo- the one remaining boys that's still open there because they do curtain hooks for 99 pence, whereas if you go to Asda, they're £2.50. Right. Have you seen... Uh, so I, I saw an episode of South Park the other day, which is uh, very yeah, very unusual for me, but it was about Bezos and um, the the workers at Amazon, and they go on strike, and then people have to go into the, the shopping mall, and it's like this barren area where like the people who work in the shopping mall are just like these zombies that are, you know, kind of post-apocalyptic thing. And they're like, hello, what would you like? And, and it's so, you, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is savage, but actually like, and they're What's like, oh, I'm looking man? for some, I'm looking for some stuff. And they were like, would you like a fragrance? Some shoes perhaps? And he's like, no, 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 I want some quite specific stuff. And they go, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have the inventory and in the high street for that kind of thing. And you you see just the crumble of high street stores just encapsulated in it. I think the writers are very smart. They've when just... you drive past an Amazon warehouse, they're pretty big, aren't the, they? You see that, and you're like, like that is one of like ten in the UK. I'm guessing something like that, maybe more. And you're like, wow, they've got that's a big building. They'll have loads of stuff. They've, I bet they've got a chili pad in there. <laughs> <laughs> they've got thousands. They've just released South Park. Have just done a covid episode an hour-long coronavirus special that aired in america i don't know where it would be perhaps if you've got comedy central it might still be getting aired on that if you've got like the now tv or whatever um but they just did a one hour special and um like the school gets a whole bunch of new teachers who've just recently been released from their jobs and just a bunch of cops turn up all wearing masks and then 
they're trying to get the kids to start finger painting. The kids get rowdy, so the cops unload guns on the class, and the only one that they hit is Token. What's Token? The black kid. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so heavy. So, yeah. And you just it's think, like, the- how have they got away with this? It's because they've got the disclaimer at the start that says, should not be viewed by anyone. It's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. So, because um, obviously Trump has just tested positive. And, he's in hospital. Um, saw, yeah. Yeah. So, so I saw Anton posted saying he's faking it. So did Boris. And you think, like, it's like okay, I, I really respect Anton's views, but like, man, man who has to takes no precautions about um, global infection gets ill. Like, seventy-five-year-old with thirty BMI of thirty contracts global pandemic after visiting thousands of people across one country and mocking people not. Not wearing masks. people wearing masks and and boris like i'm sure you've seen the one where they like splice the video together where he's like well I, I have no problem shaking hands and i've been shaking i went to the hospital the other day and i shook hands with every single patient and you're like oh well yeah <laughs> don't do that mate yeah come on like come on fucking in charge of the country right okay my my my, my next one i haven't put this on here yet but it has appeared on the three minute monday newsletter if you're not signed up go to chriswillex.com slash lifehacks nestle Lindal's Kvarg. So it is, ca- it's technically, technically f- flavored quark cheese. This comes up every life hacks, I'm sure. Well, yeah, it's, it, it's who knows, deja vu. who knows the entire backlog and who claims that it, this always happens? You do. And then off camera, we always go, no, we didn't actually cover that one before. Fine. Um, so we've done skier. Nestle Lindal's Kvarg is upgraded skier so you've seen the macros on the back of this thing it's essentially no carbs no fat and 18 grams of protein tastes like a thick nice yogurt and costs about 80 pence per pot it's fucking phenomenal it comes in a whole bunch of flavors my favorite one's the white chocolate they also do ones with tiny little chocolate sprinkles Sprinkles in yeah mike gets that one yeah it's legit man like it's such an easy hack Everyone on the planet just needs a little bit more protein. Like even Phil Heath needs just a little bit more protein. And this, mm. just have one after each meal. And there you go. Across the day, across the day, that's cost you £2.50, but you've gained 60 grams of protein. Was it you who, who said, is it Issy, Issy Skier? Yes. Was that you? Yeah. So I bought some of those as you said, window leaking. <laughs> your window's leaking it's just slightly open I'll, I'll close it but I don't want to ruin the flow knock the, the yogurt chat um, or the quark chat but yeah so I, I bought some of those this week for the first time and they are I just can't believe how nice they are it's just quality yeah like the fact that it's like well the, I think it's, it's, it's tasting it and then you the first thing I did was like check that I bought the right ones and then check the macros. And then this must it. have more sugar in than it than it yeah, says. Like, yeah. like this is so for like a like basically a zero fat product. This is so creamy. Yeah, how they achieved that? Have you tried this kvarg that I'm talking about, Johnny? I've, no, I've not. Oh, mate, I'm fucking <laughs> telling you, man. I'm, telling I'm you, man. fucking telling you, man. On, on the note of um, misjudging the macros, Johnny has made that error once before in a critical <laughs> stance. I've done it quite a few times, to be honest. But the time you're thinking about is when I drank two litres of Volvic Touch of Fruit thinking it was sugar-free on a 
fasting day. And how much sugar was in it? It's like basically the same as as like full sugar coke. Yeah, two hundred and fifty grams of carbs just in. (laughs) And that's the the, again. So you're in a dark cinema. That's when I did it. So like, open the bottle because I can't have any food because I'm doing alternate day fasting. Drink it. Like, wow, that's like that for water. That's brilliant. (laughs) Neck the whole thing, and then when you come out afterwards, you just glance at it and you notice it doesn't say sugar free on it, and you're like. So then you just go to Pizza Hut Buffet. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I did, but that would be the... the sort of, Yusuf did that when he had coffee with a bit of sugar in, didn't realise there was sugar in it, and then just ate a panini. Yeah. <laughs> Same well, sort of... Rationale. Catastrophic catastrophic thinking there. I'm, I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, yeah. alternate day fasting does weird it things. It does that to you. It's by nature, in or out, isn't it? You're either eating or you're not. Or shake it all about, yeah. yeah. So Johnny... <laughs> Johnny, what you got? Um, so this, this one, well, no, it's all right. It's all right. I'll do that one later. Um, sleep, sleep meditation in insight timer. So there's a few like sleep specific, um, like sample sessions that are like 10 minutes long. Um, that are not, I don't think that is designed to be listened to while you're sleeping. It's just like an evening switch off. So I can get a specific link to the one I've tried. I've tried a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, really good like they're a bit woo woo they're a bit about like connecting with the moon and all that sort of stuff but um like at the end of it you notice a i think you notice a a, a definite difference pre-post so do you do it for a full night's sleep or like a nap just like 10 minutes before bed so you get into bed i'm not 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 normally no i like sit like on the sofa headphones in 10 minutes then go Uh, okay yeah I'm not doing it to fall asleep. It's like an evening, like wipe the slate clean. There's and even then, a visualization they get you to do where it's like, imagine your inbox is clear. Imagine all of your tasks <laughs> are complete. And I just thought like, as I was listening to it, I was like, this guy knows me. <laughs> he, he knows the game. He knows what's going on. But yeah, just really good. I've noticed, like, a, really lot thing. I've noticed a lot of adverts for calm yeah sleep stories harry styles from like one direction has been i'm harry styles and tonight i will be telling you my sleep story it was the local night of france's first twilight moon okay (laughs) harry i i understand mate stephen fry did one like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, wow. Yeah, I'm unsure on those. When you find yourself as a celebrity, like, just in situations. Right. Yeah, how has is, how is it got to this point? Harry, yeah, leaving? mate, we've got a... Yeah, the guys from Calm have been on again. Um, <laughs> I know that we can't play any live shows this year. Do you... Should we just say the sleep stories thing? Yeah, 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 it's the France one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm Harry Styles. And this is my sleep story. Cool. It's like when you got sold pieces, the pieces like upsell while we were in Iceland. Oh, yeah. And I remember, I remember he- hearing you playing it. At three pieces times speed. Similar thing. At three times speed. It's time to go to sleep now and uh, relax. And like you said, it's supposed to be relaxing. <laughs> you know, trying to get through it as quickly yeah, as possible. I can get more relaxation in in less time if I played it three <laughs> times speed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was mine. Does it, everyone use Insight Timer? I'm guessing of the three it's, of us. 
the best. Share bought, your recommendation. You should have bought shares in Insight Time. See that that's where like buying the penny stock and it blows up. That's probably something that could have been a Scoby problem, but it's like the it's when that method wins, isn't it? Because everyone was using Headspace well, Time and and Calm and like more. That's why, yeah, that's what it's literally the, what you do it all for, isn't it? Um, but, but this one, is like, the, th- that that is the one win from the perpetually losing gambler. Do you know what I mean? That's the win that justifies the losses. There, there, there's hundreds of life hacks that have worked worked their way in that are really good, but they've just become the normal now. So probably Alfred was that, I imagine. Oh, yeah. All these things are like Yusuf willing to put his neck on the line. <sighs> and like occasionally he has a bag of birthday cake way that he's stuck with, but there's so many winners left over that it's still worth doing the strategy. Perfect. And then you're, you're just seen as an early adopter of something that is mainstream, <laughs> like Evernote or uh, Pocket or anything like that. Like These are all original Scoby problems that... Really, he's a pioneer. Flowered. A visionary. Yeah. <laughs> I think you are, man. Right, what you got, Scobie? So, um, I can't remember if I mentioned this one before, but I'm quite big on loose leaf tea. And I know um, <clears throat> Johnny has been, when doing cycling out caffeine, either a tea strainer or you can buy tea bags on Amazon that just have a little drawstring and are made of, like, sack material. And... Well, like, not sat like just kind of um, like eco eco paper, and uh, it's great because you just put a bit of tea in, tighten the thing, throw the, it away. The mesh that's used in um, like tea pigs and other things is bad, right? For some reason, estrogen. Yeah. So in tea pigs and like the the silky tea bags that are in like the pyramid and are like really kind of, they are the worst. They release loads of nanoparticles. Um, or microparticles, whatever, of plastic that just that don't get um, excreted. So you end up with just a buildup of estrogen in your body, and you can only really um, there's something about it being being able to bypass liver metabolism, and so you need to kind of sweat it out. Oh wow, um, which is pretty bad. The normal tea bags have less of it. The only plastic in normal tea bags is the glue sealant they use to stick the two sides together. Um, which you may or may not be worried about. I think you've got to pick your battles with with estrogen. <laughs> um, so, well, as but, opposed to you, who is an all-out, full-on war. I've like on, yeah, I've got like a helmet on and um, the body armor. The full, well, it's yeah, a, what's the it's a bazooka? Metal helmet, though. Yeah, metal, of course. <laughs> why don't <laughs> you just get? Why not just get one of those cages? It's like a steel cage. You can just put the leaves into it. It's like a little orby ball and steel yeah. on the top. Surely that would be like a squeezy thing at the end. Reusable, and you can just keep reusing that. Why not that? Yeah, you can do. So I I alternate between both. So I've got, it's not actually a ball that I use. It's like a a dippy one. Um, But yeah, same concept. So like a a metal dippy tea strainer, either ball with a squeezy thing, eBay, ATP. Wow. Nice. I like it. Very nice. Anyone who's doing loose leaf tea, I guess that'll be good. So we've done sort of quite a lot of explicit, appy, foodie ones so far today. One that I've been using for quite a while is ask for a solution when someone poses a problem. So this reverses a lot of the um, typical ebb and flow of a conversation, especially at work, but also with relationships, interpersonal relationships with your partner or friends. It's very easy for someone to criticize 
anything that you've decided to do or that anyone else has decided to do. I don't like that particular piece of artwork. I think that this is not very good. I Why are you taking that route? Whatever it might be. The easiest way to shut down their force toward you and also to move the conversation, firstly, not in a, an antagonistic way, and secondly, towards a solution-based conversation, is to just say, all right, well, what what would you do? And the number of times, remembering that I have a lot of young lads that work for us, and they're all full of caffeine and testosterone, and they're 18 years old, they're very opinionated. They often have a lot of strong opinions about things, but they're quite unexamined. So they don't actually know why they think the thing that they think. I don't like, no, no, it's fucking shit that. Fucking shit that, mate. Oh, why? Okay. What would you do? (laughs) Not even just asking the why, because asking the why, they can often just justify stuff out of nowhere. It's like, it's not enough just for you to identify a problem. What is the solution that you do? Don't hit, hit the track on that video, mate. It's just shit. Okay. What would you put in its place? And that, it, moves the conversation in one question by using it almost like the a, a trigger for you to say as opposed to you're wrong or trying to justify even if you think that you're right even if you think the track on that video is the one that you should have used just asking someone what would you put instead doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that you're seceding ground on how strongly you feel about your side of the argument but i've just found even in group conversations as well it reminds everyone we're here to find solutions, not identify problems. We're here for a common goal. So, so Tim Ferriss recommends this with conversations with yourself as well. That if you're, if you find yourself complaining about something internally, to always propose a solution. It's a part of his like twenty-one day no complaint challenge. Mm. Cool. So really- this is if someone comes to you saying. I've got this problem or like complaining about something. Is it? Um, mostly, most, mostly if there's a complaint that someone puts forward, especially if it's someone, if you're dealing with someone who tends to be a little bit more emotional, either uh, aggressive or negative or even overly positive, And they decide to have a problem with something which is going on. Just ask them for what their proposed solution is. A lot of the time it forces them to examine why they have the problem and they realize actually it's not that big of a problem or it's unjustified, it's just emotionally driven. And sometimes they actually have a ready-made solution which is even better than what you put forward. Or if they have a ready-made solution which is worse than what you put forward, you're now debating solution versus solution as opposed to solution versus criticism to the solution. Mm. You get me? Yeah, makes sense. Useful. Johnny? So I have one similar to that, um, which I wasn't going to say because I thought it maybe wasn't app or um, tactic specific enough. So I'm glad that you went down that route, which is, again, something a coach that's working with us at the moment is kind of encouraging us to think in this way, which is whenever you're, I think really whenever you're doing anything, um, (laughs) so like any personal behavior or anything you're like in the process of doing is come back to the question of like, what is the goal? Like, what am I trying to achieve with this? And then, like, what is my ultimate goal? What is the specific goal? And then list out the possible things you could do to achieve the goal and then the possible problems you might encounter. And you, it takes you from a position of, if you're, like, not sure what to do, so you're like, I really want to lose weight or, like, deal with stress better or improve my sleep or whatever, 
you then find yourself taking this like, oh, but I could do like suddenly you're like dealing with three possible paths, vectors to that thing, and then three problems you'll encounter with each one. And then you can just pick one and do it for t- and try it for two weeks and see what happens. And you can take confusion to like, I'll just do that really, really quickly. Or so I've done this with like all of my morning routine and habits and stuff like that. Is I, I now do like a third or a quarter of what I used to do. Cause you just apply the question of like, what is the goal with this thing, like with this behavior? And then can I achieve that with just something simpler? Or like, could I not do that and still achieve the same thing? Like always trying to sort of simplify and cut waste. Cause I think, I think morning routines, especially me, I don't know whether you two fall into this or like any habits or anything like that. There's a tendency to like do as many of the things that everyone says you should do as possible. And then when you just reframe it as well, what am I, why am I actually doing these things? It's to, like feel more mindful. It's like, well, okay, does does like half an hour of meditation achieve that? Yeah, it probably does. How about I just do that for a month and see if that achieves the outcome rather than meditation, journaling, blah blah, like ten other things. So that's that's something that's really helped me recently in like work, training, everything. That is very cool. So what what's the what's the process if you were to say like problem? How would you put it through that? So define, just define the goal for the thing, like for that area. So like whatever it is you're thinking about, like what it, what's the end point I'm trying to get to? And then what are the things I could do to reach that? And then what are the problems I might encounter? And try and troubleshoot the problems. So problem, proposed solution, obstacle, and then, and then, then one. test. And then off you go. I think a lot of the time, the things that we have in life, we're just overwhelmed with this sense we have like just notions. It's just mm-hmm. em- em- emotionally driven actions that aren't really very well examined. And I think this kind of links back to what we were just talking about there, that a lot of the time people just have a sense of something and then decide to blurt out a post hoc rationalized justification that they think sounds okay, driven from the particular emotional reaction they've had so let's say that someone's i want to lose weight that's the outcome that i want to have okay what are the different ways that i could lose weight i could intermittent fast i could just start calorie tracking i could do do, 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 whatever it might be what are the problems that i might encounter and that takes it from the overwhelm of i want to lose weight oh my god i could do keto or i could decide to go carnivore i could decide to go vegan or i could do do, 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 do." okay no break those down Let's look at them individually. Let's assess them. What are the obstacles? Pick a path and stick to it. I interviewed and- a guy who did carnivore and then did vegan or the other way around um, for like a significant period of time. And he was just totally unattached to the ideologies or anything. He was just like, I'll try this, see how it feels. And he said the main benefit of veganism, this is going to really upset people, but he said it was the sense of moral superiority that he got. Mm. That doesn't surprise me. I think a lot of people, a, a lot, a lot of people who are vegan, especially the ones that have been, they got front ended into it by the emotive um, imagery that you see of mistreatment of animals. It's seductive to be able to be that person that can say, "Yeah, mate, but you don't fucking care about them." You know, I fucking, I, I'm willing to put my life on the line for them. Well, no, you're not. You're willing to change mm-hmm. your diet for them. <laughs> that that is true, and. I, I don't know anyone. I I know like the the argument will always be, oh well, I've got to pick my like pick my battles. But 
I don't know anyone who is fully, fully consistent. Like if someone is saying, oh, I'm vegan because of the environment, but they're using an iPhone, like the number of, you know, carb kilograms of carbon that it that it produces or um, carbon dioxide rather, or like if they're wearing leather shoes or if they, they still drive a car, you know, there's, I don't think there's anyone who is like completely aligned with that mission because if they were, they wouldn't have kids. They would probably live out in a subsistence farm somewhere you know, there's a lot of costs to have to go to. Um, on the yeah. other hand, you'd be like, well, oh, you shouldn't throw it, but, you know, just because you can't do all of it doesn't mean you can't do some of it. Yes, so, yeah, I agree. Scotty, so, what you got? Just, sorry, what you want to think about, the way to make all of that faster. So, like, the way I just described is, like, the self-managed process of, like, what are the things I can try and then testing them. So, like, doing carnivore, then doing veganism, or, like, trying different ways to, like, do your bit in climate change. The other one is, like, what is the goal? And then who is the person I know or have heard of who is the best at that thing? Just ask them what to do and then just do that <laughs> way quicker. <laughs> so like, yeah. I want to, I want to try and improve my personal impact on the environment. Okay. I'm going to get in touch with David Attenborough and ask him what I can do. You know what That's, I mean? Like, yeah. Well, so who, I think Chris is most well read with that and just ask them for help. Chris, I think you're very good at doing that. Yeah. So I've got, um, I've got a letter, like a, a, an email actually that I sent the other day. A lot of the listeners might be familiar with Toby Ord, who I've been bringing up a fair bit recently. He wrote a book called The Precipice, which is on existential threats. Um, and I sent him this email. I haven't read it out yet. So, hi, Toby. Hope you're well. I'm a huge fan of your work. The Precipice is one of the best things I've read since Superintelligence. Congratulations on a wonderful book. I run a podcast called Modern Wisdom on it. I've had tons of authors and thinkers you'd be familiar with, blah, 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 blah. A concern I have after 200 plus podcast episodes is just how skewed the attentions of smart minds are becoming. I must have had the same conversation 20 times this year, which boils down to woke bashing, ridiculous examples of identity politics or highlighting that we just can't have conversations anymore. If the great filter exists, I'm worried that it is alive and kicking in the form, form of a seductively easy collection of woke, low-hanging fruits for intellectuals to have their attention consumed by. James Lindsay has a PhD in pure mathematics, but is caught up arguing with people on Twitter. He should be getting us to Mars, not writing fake intersectional studies. Think of it how TikTok must be to a 15-year-old. Some of the greatest minds of our generation are spending their time proving why men and women are different. Given how grave the implications from your book are, which is that he thinks there's a one in three chance that human civilization will make it through the next century and a one in two chance that we'll reach our full potential, I'm worried. The same thing goes for the amount of press and passion and energy going into fixing climate change. Surely working on the control problem for AGI or looking at a more effective method to keep biotechnology labs safe would be wildly more useful at keeping us all alive. I want to use my platform, blah, 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 to try and bring this to people's attention and give them some perspective on the big picture. If you have time to join me and discuss your work on the show, I'll be honoured, and I'm adamant that you have a big impact on the audience positively. However, if your availability is too tight at the moment, I would still be keen to, pro uh, keen to promulgate this message in whatever way you think I can do best and would appreciate any advice on how you think I could do it effectively. So I found a guy that I knew was an expert in the field, sent him a little bit of stuff before and said, what would you do? I have this platform that I can utilize. What's your advice? Nice. That's a very targeted example of exactly that. It's like, what is the goal? I want to use the modern wisdom platform to achieve this outcome. Like, right, well, that's massive. How do I, oh, I'll just ask someone. Find the smartest guy on the planet and Find, email him. Who, yeah, who is the best person at that? Ask him. I like it. Waste. That was a great Waste. email. Thanks, man. Uh, what you got? Let's go. I was sent a poor man's sauna 
which is the Mihai Chikset Mihai. I've seen you using this. You have. I um, I did a live stream trying it out for the first time, um, and it's called the Mihai Shyamalan. Um, it, it's called Mi High, so I think it's pronounced Mihai because the tagline is "Get Me High," um, and it's Chikset Mihai. Very clever. Chikset Mihai. It's it's a sauna in a plastic bag, <laughs> or made of like anorak material. And you wrap yourself up in it, and it's got two heating elements on the front and back, so it sandwiches you in with far infrared, and you get the health benefits of infrared exposure without having to have a wooden setup. You get to have the health benefits of a sauna without enjoying it at all. <laughs> well, so well, it that's is... how I feel about saunas full stop, Chris, so it's a win-win <laughs> for me, really. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the the experience of sitting in a sauna. Part of it is the social experience, and the other part is not not being in a plastic bag. Um, <laughs> That's one of the main reasons that I go in a sauna. It's because it's one of the few places on this planet I know I'm not going to be in a plastic bag. <laughs> is, so, is this the same as the thing that we've seen? Uh, you might not have seen it, Chris, but but Paul Moore puts himself in this like tent. Oh, similar. So he calls yeah, the portable that- masturbation tent. Which is just his head in a, on a basically on a box. Is it, it the same idea? It is. It's the same idea. Yeah. Um, right. This is more specifically infrared, and so right. you, you do get. Um, there, there's a lot of benefits associated with it, but I did it wrong first time because I was just doing it in pants, which means you're sweating directly onto this waterproof material, which is quite unpleasant, as you can imagine. Um, they advise actually wearing sports clothes. Okay. And being inside and. You don't you don't sweat that much. Like a half an hour session, you'll you'll break a bit of a sweat, even though it's quite hot. Um, so you can tolerate it quite well, and it definitely lifts your mood. You can then have a cold shower immediately afterwards. How much are they? Um, Three hundred pounds, I think, or slightly under. How expensive are they to run? Pretty efficient, electricity wise. You just need to spray it down when you finish. Um, compared to having an infrared sauna installed. For a one-man one, it's going to be twelve hundred, and for a you don't want a one-man one though, because you're just sitting on your bill. Um, for a two or three-man one, it's going to be three grand, so significantly cheaper. Ten like, percent of the price for the same yeah health outcomes. I'd, so apart from the fact that it does look an awful lot like you are getting ready to die, like you've been prepped. My neighbours must think that I've got some like mad perversions because I'm just out in the yard like pillow in this kind of sweating <laughs> yeah sweating and bright red and sweating suffering yeah so why why should somebody go to that bother like what's because there's something about for some reason being like heated up by infrared beams just feels a bit like i'm sure it's good for you but it feels like it wouldn't be yeah so one of the things we mentioned on one of the kind of earlier life hacks was having a a state change and so chris was saying that training for him is more of a state change more of a frame shift than having a good night's sleep and changing your temperature is another great way to do that so in terms of like mood and kind of subjective benefits that's that's one side of it the physiological mechanisms so on a cellular level there are a few processes that happen when you are exposed to heat and heat shock proteins is one of the kind of ways it's mediated, but it can improve cardiovascular health, um, reduce the risk of ischemic heart disease, improve glucose uh, metabolism, um, 
there's a few of these kind of like Rhonda Patrick goes deep into this. Um, but there's a few kind of things that you can, you can influence directly with heat exposure. Um, and then if you alternate heat and cold, it's you're getting the benefits of both and it just feels quite nice, sets you up for the day. I really wish that one of us had decided to get an infrared sauna at the start of 2020. We would have so made our money back. In this time, it, yeah. me or you would put it in, pointless putting it in Johnny's because first he doesn't let me in his house and then secondly he'd never <laughs> use it. Um, but in your backyard or my, or my garden, Seth, a two or so three true. man, two or three man sauna, we would have made our money back and some by the end of this year. But yeah. Uh, what am I going to do? Oh, here's one that I've been doing all this year, um, which is a hard rule of no TV on a nighttime. So I wanted to read more. I also know that I tend to break my sleep time when I'm watching something because it's passive rather than active. It, affects my melatonin release because there's blue light and a whole host of other things. Also, it's I'm watching usually Netflix, which is at best acceptable and at worst mind-numbing. So I wanted to set myself a rule that I wouldn't do that. I tend to have a shower on a nighttime, so I have a trigger point, which is usually about an hour before I go to bed. That's the shower. And I set myself a rule that I would not watch TV after I have a shower. Now, I have two choices. I can either go to bed an hour early, which is maybe a bit boring, but would probably be fairly beneficial seeing as I'm still only averaging about seven hours a night, or I can read for an hour. Reading tends to set me up better for sleep. Um, the research around e-readers is that they do not affect your melatonin release anywhere near the same as using an iPad or a phone or a television. The uh, light that they emit doesn't impact your melatonin release in the same way at all um so i've gone through tons of books like i've 2 x my book reading by just having a hard stop of tv plus i've improved my sleep quality plus i've actually read a bunch of stuff that i'm interested in uh i wake up on the morning feeling better i, I notice a couple of nights let's say i've gone in the living room i've had a shower earlier in the day which has removed the trigger I've stayed in the living room watching something on TV and then I try and go to bed and I'm just in a completely different headspace. Stopping TV, hard stop, and then reading before bed. Yeah, reading fiction I think particularly helps. Like trying to read or reading narrative nonfiction, like biographies and stuff. If you're trying to read self-development at 11 o'clock at night, I just think you're sending yourself... You, the whole point of reading self-development books is the retention and then the application going to mm. bed immediately afterward, unless it's some real clever Josh Waitskin sandwich your sleep in the thing that you want to really um, uh, ingrain into yourself. And there's probably some argument to be made for that. But for the most part, just find a good fiction series like Red Rising is amazing. I'm really, really enjoying that. And everyone that I've sent it to has become fully, fully addicted. Also, Pierce Brown, the author of Red Rising, is coming on here once he finishes the next book in the series, which will be really, really fun. And I'm going to, this could two for one. I'm going to jump in again and do another one, which is one of yours, actually, Scope. So, no TV on a night for me, I think, would benefit a lot of people. You could potentially look to partition this and say no TV on weeknights. Um, and then on a weekend, you might allow yourself a little bit of a break. But again, just set hard and fast rules about when, find a trigger, use the trigger, and then also set yourself some uh, bright lines around uh, if there's breaks in that and when they're acceptable. Uh, and another one, which you have, is 
don't have a TV in your living room if you want to have better conversations. So I don't know anyone else's house that I go to where we talk more when we go round than yours because we don't have the distraction of watching TV. Every time that we go to your house, we always sit in a circle. It's not like we're all in a weird sort of line like at a football match or like at the cinema all facing the same way. Everyone kind of sits in a circle and we just have a chat. That's interesting. See, I never never really thought of it as even an option. It just... um... Like getting a TV seems like more of an opt-in thing for me than an opt-out. You do. You are aware that that's non-typical, though. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I think you're the only person I know who is who sees it like that. But I think like that's that's often a sign that it's a good idea rather than a bad one. In most cases, unless it's something <laughs> harmful or. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, at what point are you um, like really making yourself a dysfunctional human if you just don't have a phone? Or any like if you had no online accounts or email address or anything, like I think could, could you live a normal life? Probably not. Well, you, you could, but you wouldn't be able to interact like interact with many other things. Like, could you have? I don't think you could have like a bank account. Yeah. Or... So like, online online banking, um, dealing with stuff like council tax, with changing uh, energy suppliers. It's all the real boring. I need to keep the lights on stuff. Mm. Like, how do? people over 70 like, do this stuff. Because I, I still find it like, grunt, yeah, maybe that's it. Well, think about your mum. Like, all of our parents will have called on us because I can't get this bloody thing to work at some point. Mm. Yeah, it just becomes the, the normal. I saw a TV advert the other day for a food delivery service targeted at older people, and one of the selling points was that, like, you called up and you spoke to someone and you made the order over the phone, and they made a big deal about it, like, None of this internet, internet, you know, like <laughs> you actually speak to a human who places the order for you and then it gets delivered by someone who like stop and chat to you. Nice. Whereas I, I can think of nothing worse than having to do online shopping over the phone. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> See, <laughs> hang, hang on, hang on. So you're telling me that I could have done this. I could have written a macro. I could have had an Alfred shortcut that would have automatically added everything to my cart. But you want me to ring on the phone and wait? Yeah. It's it's changed so quickly as well. Like, can you even imagine calling up like a takeaway now and being like, oh, we'll have two, uh, wait, is it two papadums? Yeah. And right, and one one pilau rice. Yeah. And like now it's it's not even. The last thing of. for me for that's been dentist appointments. So that, yeah. that was the last thing in my life that I had to call up for. The final bastion it's, of, of, it's of the old media, yeah. It's, it's progressed now whereby I can fill in, I mean, I so wanted to say this to them, I fill in a web form, which is just like a contact form on their site, that when I try and press book online, it just directs me back to like the contact us form, and then somebody calls me, which is a step better. But like, come on, man. You know, like, you know what you should do? Get your teeth done by David Breton at the Cosmetic Dental Clinic and you can just WhatsApp him because that's what I do. All right, mate, <laughs> when are you free next week? Oh, it's this time. find the framework of like, what is the goal? Who do I know who is best at that? Yeah. Ask them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone in the northeast of England, if you want cosmetic dental work done, go and see David Breton. He's a G. Does uh, he just do normal like dental checkups? Everything. Full works. Does like half of Newcastle United's football team, like all of the... He's phenomenal, man. It's so interesting as well seeing someone... I met him, met this guy at uni in the gym when he was a fresher doing dentistry. 
And then in 2019, he gets the UK Young Dentist of the Year Award and is like one of the highest earning guys at a huge cosmetic dental clinic here. It really is interesting to watch someone on a single career path. That's, Go. Yes, precisely. Because yeah. most of the time people kind of vacillate at least, you know, you guys will go from fitness coaching to business coaching. It's a path, but there's there's wiggle room within it, right? It's like just been mm. one fucking thing for him and he's just become incredibly good at it. He's um, a sniper, isn't he? Yeah. Well, great. so a friend of mine who was his classmate, um, David Breton's classmate, he's uh, set up an app to solve this specific problem, which is like, it's called teeth.app and it's like Uber for booking a dentist find, point. Findyourdentist.com. Yeah. I like it. Okay, let's do. Um, let's finish off with a, a a little bit of a quick fire round. If you got a couple of a couple of swifty ones, sure, Johnny, for sure. Me, yeah. Um, so mine's actually looping back to I think the light, last life hacks, which is that I'm still using and still recommend OmniFocus. You've done this. You've done this because <laughs> you know that I'm halfway through. I'm halfway through it, and that Yusuf still using the Yemeni tick tick. This is such. So I, I get news. I get such like specific questions from Chris, and it's just great watching someone's development. Like the problems that Chris is solving now are very like advanced specific problems within the om- the Omni world. Yeah, so I I am transitioning at the moment from things to OmniFocus for my task management. Um, the Peter Aki's course, which is a link in the show notes below. If you want to go and check this out, you can also check out OmniFocus. The Peter Aki's course is really helping me a lot. I would be terrified to try and learn OmniFocus without that. It really is quite sophisticated. Um, mm. But I'm looking forward to getting to the stage where I can start to fully integrate it and you're right some of the questions that i've been asking you about like is it a task with the subtasks is it a project how many subfolders should i have within this this and this but again your analogy was it's like snowboarding it takes ages to learn how to do it and set up but once you can you look cool as fuck yeah and you're carving carving shit up so omnifocus is still great i've I've just written that and i'll link the peter ackie's course as well what would what would have to happen you said for you to use omnifocus I think for you to have said that you were trying it, say, a month ago, and then do a, a life hacks, say, this month, and say, I've been using it, and actually, it's really good. I think it was more than a month ago, but yeah, I see your point. Yeah. It, I'm, like, it so does, I'll set, I'll set does a recurring OmniFocus reminder with a life hacks tag to mention every life hacks episode. Until I get it. Nice. It, it'd be cool <laughs> to see, like, and I'm sure loads of people listening would also love this, is to see a... Um, a video of your workflow. Okay. I think it, it would make my, I mean, it would make my life easier, mate, because I'm asking you a lot of questions that the back end of your OmniFocus could just tell me. There's Johnny capturing it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Done. Cool. Uh, Seth, what you got? So, I may have mentioned this one before, but if you're at someone's house and you need to store something in the fridge, so let's say you've like, for whatever reason, you've you picked something up that needs to be refrigerated or it's food or whatever, but you, or, or maybe not even fridge, you've put something somewhere, but you have to remember before you leave not to forget it there. Put your keys in the fridge. So, for example, if I've like been to see my girlfriend, we get some food, ham, ham, get, get loads of ham, and I put it in the fridge, and I'm like, I can't forget that ham. 
But then I leave and I'm like, oh, I forgot the ham. Car keys in the fridge. Instantly, you can't leave without it. So I feel so you like can apply that to like anything, right? Like if you don't want to forget something, put your car keys on top of it. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's the the, the meta hack there. For me, it would just be put whatever I need to take, put my AirPods on top of it because I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving my house without my AirPods. There we go. Yeah. So the essential thing. Something I do that's similar to that, which is you know, like you go to bed and you think oh, I need to remember this in the morning. Like I need to remember to take this in the morning, and you think that's oh, all right. I'll, I'll I remember, and then you invariably you leave the house and you've forgotten. Just put it in like the middle of the floor. Put it in like the weirdest place. So like, so that you get out of bed and you stand and you go, fuck, and you're, oh yeah. And then you're like, oh God, thank and, God for unless that. Unless Becca goes, like just moot, just tidies it away. Oh, and I mean, the next day he's like, Johnny, I saw this weird thing in the middle of the floor. Like, what are you doing? And you're Johnny, like, you left like all that. of your dildos in the middle of the floor. <laughs> I needed them <laughs> to bring to Cafe Nero. Taking them to Costa. <laughs> uh, yeah, so again, another iteration of this further down the autism rabbit hole is... Um, the old wives tale of like tie a knot in your handkerchief when you want to remember something if you don't have the thing that you need to remember just get it you're right you're on a night time you're asleep oh shit i need to do that thing i really need to do that thing i cannot forget it i can't hey siri it because it's too far across the far side or my phone's outside of my bedroom or whatever it might be just get something that's next to the bed Hello. yeah Chuck and it. just and put it like hoy it across the room and you're like why is that ah! but the worst you, what you don't want to happen is to see the pillow and then be like i don't remember what that's the an open loop up. of something that i know that the pillow is only there as a signal that i need to remember it and shit i can't remember it it's like when i've saved items in my calendar when i'm not not like fully um brain working properly and i'll just save like wednesday 3 p.m and i'll just save <laughs> three months in advance and you get to that day and you're like and then dentist calls you and it's like, where are you? And you're like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Difficult one. Right. What have I got? That's quite... Okay. So, um, I Reebok have recently become a sponsor on the show and they sent me out a pair of Mayo knit shorts, which are their top of the line shorts. I've Ooh. on previous life hacks. I've talked about the Nike flex repels, which are one of the best pairs of shorts I've ever had in my life. And I've got the Myonit ones on now, which are just as good and a tiny little bit shorter, which I think is, especially for British guys, American CrossFitters and fitness guys tend to be able to get away with slightly longer shorts. But in the UK, you look, a, I don't know, it just doesn't really seem to be quite You've got to have like a tap out t-shirt and long shorts. Yes, precisely. Um, uh, so yeah, Reebok Myonit seamless shorts are like, definitely one of the most comfortable pairs i've ever worn and you can easily train in them they're probably going to last me for a bunch of years if those aren't your if you don't like the colors of those the alternative i would say is nike flex repels which i think are actually called like nike flex pros or something now but um basically go on to nike or reebok sort shorts by price highest to lowest and just buy the most expensive ones shorts are one of those things that you only need to wash once every few training sessions not super regular and you only need like what two or three pairs of bottoms really for training and that'll last you for a couple of years so you might as well invest in something that's worthwhile you got them on now i do indeed i can't go back though because i've got the boot on uh yeah if, <laughs> if chris got one has leg. a fall on this podcast, podcast. <laughs> at, the end, at the end of this podcast chris do you just have to try and walk forward through the desk to turn around uh, yeah lateral and and reverse movement is um 
and it's my weakness at the moment. Uh, anything that you want to finish up with before we before we finish off? Oh, I tell you what, actually, why don't we finish with uh, a few things that you've been watching on Netflix or YouTube videos or podcasts that you've listened to that you've enjoyed recently? I have one more thing that I'm bursting to say. But do you want to save it for the next one because this is the very very end of the episode, and we can open okay. loop it. We can open loop fine, it for fine. everyone. There we go. Fine. You and Becca watch some good stuff on Netflix. What have you been watching? To be honest, it's been drying up recently. I feel I just. You know when you watch the world run out of their uh, con- out of content, I feel like that's what's happening. And you think like some what I think what's most impressive is you see the extent to which things are pre-planned. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. And, and then and then what starting. the scraping the barrel content actually is because it's all like it's oh let's look back on five years ago, isn't it? That they yeah. more Jose Mourinho interviews. Yeah. <laughs> Every TV show's um, got fucking Jose Mourinho in at the moment. Weird. I haven't noticed that. The Platform is a film on Netflix. Foreign film. Um, foreign film. Have you seen it, Chris? No, I've watched the trailer for it. It looked like a really interesting idea. Like, it's a, it's all right. right? It's pretty good. It's, it's like, so it's, it's in Spanish, I think, maybe. Um, basically, there's a, a prison with an uh, infinite number of floors and a descending platform that starts on floor one or floor zero with loads of food on it so enough for all of the levels but every month people get put to sleep and reallocated randomly onto a floor so you might be put right at the bottom or right at the top so it's basically like an experiment in game theory so if everybody just took their portion and the whole thing plays out and it's uh it's pretty graphic but just quite a like quite a th- so it, it came out i think at a time when everyone was like panic buying toilet roll and and so it's like a, a macro commentary on that so it's quite good. Clever idea. I really like that. Have you watched anything? Sounds said? very sort of Black Mirror-y. Mm. I tried to watch the social dilemma, social experiment, social, social dilemma. dilemma. Yeah. Um, so I saw about half of it. Like it's it's fine, but like I, I think I guess having listened to like Tristan Harris's podcast and stuff, it's it's not it's not anything new. But I imagine for a lot of audiences, they will be like, "This is brilliant." Um, also, La Casa de Papel is very good. Bless you. Uh, that's it's called Money Heist, so it's in Spanish. Uh, okay. Um, that it's way bigger than I thought. Like I thought it was kind of a niche show, which is really bad for the arts in Spanish. But like the the following for that show is, is absolutely huge. All of the actors in them have got sort of sixteen million followers on Instagram and stuff. Like they're they're seriously. Is it like a multi series thing, or is it just one multi series? Yeah, it's like season four's very... out now or something. I think really think so yeah it's very very well executed like really well shot very um i would recommend it do you watch it dubbed or with subtitles alternate sometimes someone will say something really silly and you'll be like i wonder, wonder what that sounds like in spanish and then you'll like go back to the dubbed again it's not a terrible dubbing as well like some you know we were talking about this last time like some dubbing and it's like hey who's there and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's unforgivable yeah, no. <laughs> yeah ruins it um have you watched murder next door no. Is that the American thing? The American... I just watched that last night with Becca. My Mate. God. Holy shit. You would... Re- I think you'd really enjoy it, Yusa, because it kind of, like, subverts a lot of your expectations. So a, a, a wife... Similar to The Staircase. It's just a single a single watch. Um, the Staircase basic. is a long... The Staircase is a long burn. This is, like, <laughs> being fired out of a cannon. 
Um, so okay. The oh, why is this decade? Not having like. a terrible couple of years, isn't it? It's a terrible <laughs> decade. And he's just like, <laughs> been financially ruined. I'm still in prison, and this is still going on. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, that American thing. What is it called? Murder next door. I, I thought it was called American murder or something. Uh, oh like shit! That. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is American murder. <laughs> perhaps. Either um, way, it's. Serious. Um, a wife and her two children, a pregnant wife and her two children go missing. And the police try and find out what happens. And it, it's just a, it's a roller coaster. What's so cool about it is it uses a lot of her like social media. So she, she's obviously big with Facebook Live, did a lot of Facebook Live, a lot of videos, a lot of photos. So traffic, like, traffic, trying to get traffic. Well, she's like, yeah, so she's trying to serve impressions. But yeah, so she, she's obviously very active on that. And it like documents a story with like real police footage and that. So it's spliced makes it like it's the first time I've ever seen them splicing police body cam footage. I know. They've oh, bought man. the rights to police body So imagine how difficult it must be to go to like Washington State PD and say, Hey guys, we're Netflix. We want the rights to your body cam footage and the um interview room a corner of the wall recording and the audio recording and the polygraph test that people take. We want, we want everything, please. It, it, it just wouldn't have, like in the UK, like in, so in the US, you'd have legal problems. You'd have to have a team of lawyers that are sorting through all the paperwork. In the UK, you'd be dealing with Catherine from um, the IT. admin team of the of IT. Like, well, you can it because it's on floppy disk and we haven't got the converter. So you like. You, Catherine, Catherine would only be able to allow you to take a recording on your phone of her VGA monitor. That would be the way. Well, and, have then you... fax, and then fax it back to yeah. yourself. From yeah. 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 But the, what I was thinking while I was watching it was, I don't think there was anything in there that wasn't just accessed footage. So like that's a Netflix documentary that's been made by some bloke on Final Cut. You know no, I mean? like all... no, there's, they're flying, there's drone shots over the top of the town. Right. There's some production stuff in there. But it's, my point is... Oh, it's it very been, minimal. It's all been done in COVID parameters, isn't it? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is bonkers. Like, to, for someone to think, we really need to get something out there, let's just find loads of footage and a story and piece it all together and then up oh, documentary library oh, made documentary movie. yeah but man this, it's heart-wrenching the the story it's bad right. um the fall on netflix is just i put it in the newsletter the fall with um oh god people are going to be screaming down the down the airpods okay. at me the, the guy, guy from 50, 50 shades of gray yeah uh, anyway him 50 shades of gray uh not robert pattinson he's the vampire man I'm Robbie sorry. Williams, the guy who used to be in Take That. Yes. Did a solo music. Yes, yes, yeah. And then he yeah. went back to Take That. Um, yeah, The Fall, absolutely awesome. It's got Gillian Anderson from X-Files in it. She's got big fake boobies. And <laughs> it's three seasons of really ruthless, very dark, very subvertive. Like, it's, it's interesting. You should watch it. You should watch it. It's really fun. Nice. Well, I'm going to persist. I'm, so I'm adding those two to the list, and I'm going to persist with The Staircase if you say it's a slow burner. It's fun. Because it feels oh, like the first the first yeah. two episodes are just like <clears throat> like two minutes of um, stuff just bumped out into an hour. I would, I, so I gave up on it the first time I tried to watch it. 
Okay. And then when Chris was like, you should just watch it. Like Becca and I like sat back down and I'm like, right, okay, we're going to have to like grit through this. And you get past a point and you're like, oh God, like it, it suddenly it, it like. Ah, uh, cool. Thing. So it's the, the fact that it's a little bit of a slow burner, it actually plays to its strength because you can't believe that it's still going. It's like, it can't, it, there can't be more, there's more, there's more. Uh, it, right. And, and then it jumps like 10 years later to the present day and you're like, what? Sorry, this is still going. Have you, uh, have you cool. met his lawyer yet, Yusuf? Yeah, you'll love him with with, with the like the mullet. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So there's, a, there's a scene in it where I actually thought of you, where he it's like the day before he's due to give opening statements, and someone's like messed up the slides. Oh, like when that. he loses his shit at the guy in the <laughs> and he's court. like, I am about to go out and give, and you are messing around. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. But he he throughout the whole thing, I think, is fantastic. Like just the arguments, the way that he presents his arguments. I'm always so in awe of lawyers. I just think they're such impressive people. Well, the guy, the accused in the staircase is really rich. And I'm going to guess that the particular lawyer, I can't remember, but I'm going to guess he must have found who's the guy with the the largest penis in this particular. What is the goal? Who is the person who is best? (laughs) Email them. Email the, them. The, the scene where he's like giving him the rundown, like the invoice, basically of what this is going to cost. Have you got oh, to that? No. Oh, oh you'd God. love it. So, so he, he's just gone to like lawyers.com, sort by price, size of meatus, and <laughs> <laughs> selected number one. Sorted by density of glands. <laughs> density, yeah. Brilliant! Oh man, I, I wish I, I'm always so jealous of you because whenever we like say a new series, so like I've seen all of the four, for example. I like I watched it when it was on BBC a couple of years ago. Um, you guys have uh, got a lot of power though, because you're like the, the stuff that you recommend. I'm like, right, it's it's getting. But watched. it's just such a great position because, like, I suppose I do the same with TV as you do with protein powder. Like, you occasionally find one that's like, I need to tell people about this. Uh, so you, get like the, you have to sit through, you know, and I, and I feel like what you get is the the, the cream. Of stuff I totally trust you as well, because I think like anything you have, there's nothing you recommended that I've been like, oh, I was a bit. So we should, should exploit that, Chris. I agree. I agree indeed. And just just like random, send some really bad ones through. Yeah, I know. Uh, look, <laughs> boys, thank you so much for coming on. If people want to get <laughs> some... Business coaching, if they're an offline PT who wants to go online, head to propanefitness.com slash modernwisdom. And yep. if you want to get some macros, just propanefitness.com and it'll get you lean. Exactly. Absolutely. Or go to both. And what do they get if they go to the slash modernwisdom? It's the, you won't believe the seven things that'll, what is it? It's, it's like the thing of all the free training we've ever given away. It's the thing that's had the, the most positive feedback. Especially like the last third. There is so much time in it. Open that loop, man. (laughs) Open that loop. But yes, if you're a PT who's looking to transition online, obviously this year has been the year of doing shit online. Propinfitness.com slash Modern Wisdom. Go and check it out. Uh, Just give the boys a message. They're on Instagram. Just give them a message. I'm sure that they'll answer any of your questions before you need to sink your teeth into too much more. Um, We'll be back with probably a catch-up episode, I guess. We've done... A little bit of time. We've probably had a bit of life go on. Uh, life hacks 114. And then 
Adder. I'm tempted to start the relationship series or the business principles series back up again as well. Oh yeah, they were fun. And next, it, next you know, life hacks, I'll reveal the the one life hack that, that you won't believe. That, yeah, that, that no dermatologists don't want you to know. And <laughs> so, I I would also be keen for if anyone has suggestions for new series in the comments, any new big topics to sink into. As long as they're not like really sensitive or like. Yeah, I'm not going to list ones. <laughs> because ones it just gives done. people ideas on what you don't want to talk about. <laughs> the internet's listening, man. Look, boys, thank you so much for your time, ladies and gentlemen. K, thanks. Bye, Bye Dan. Bye.